Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Later in the show, Mike Rizzo, GM of the Nationals. Huge lead in NL East. Of course, added some bullpen help. We'll talk to him about that coming up at 9 o'clock. Joe Theismann at 8 o'clock on the Kirk Cousins deal. Join us right now. Former Notre Dame and NFL QB. He started the Third and Goal Foundation. Veterans Homemade. Makes homes uh, handicap accessible for wounded veterans. You can go to... uh, 3ng.com to learn more. It's our pal Brady Quinn. Good morning, Brady. Good morning, Junkies. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate appreciate you plugging the foundation, too. It always helps to, to get a little additional exposure and let people know what we're kind of up to, especially in the offseason. 3ng.com. Yeah. How's your summer been? Well, it's been good. Uh, you know, we had a baby 11 months ago, so she's kind of nice. getting into a pretty cool stage at this point. So mm-hmm. a lot of fun with her, but uh, things are starting to get pretty Pretty busy now. I just came back from the Big 12 media days yesterday. Was uh, just in, in awe of Mike Gundy's uh, mullet, head coach at Oklahoma State. And he, he made a great point. He was talking about how it might be worth millions considering all the attention he's gotten and all the uh, free advertising right. the university and the sports program's gotten. So maybe, maybe he's on to something. He might be. Why is he it's going so mullet? Ugly. Why is he going full mullet? What's the deal behind it? I think it, honestly, from the story I heard, because we had him last year for a game, he said he grew it out to embarrass his son. And then at one point, it kind of caught on where the rest of the team thought it was cool, and he just wanted to prove his son wrong. And so he kept growing it out. And then he realized how much attention he got, and it was something that was so different than any other college coach that was getting him on you know, you know different national television broadcasts just to talk about his mullet. So he figured it was good exposure. So now I think it's just like a real thing um, that he's doing. So it, it's kind of funny, but it's actually pretty cool, too, when you think about it. Did you ever I mean, maybe close? one of you guys needs to grow out of mullet. I can't do that. Yeah. Did you Brady. ever get close to mullet? You used to have some long hair in the back, right? Yeah, I used to have a little bit of what I'd like to call a flow bucket. And <laughs> right. then it, but, but up in the front, it was kind of too you know, frazzled to really call a mullet. Like a, I feel like a perfect mullet has to have almost the appearance a little bit of like a flat top in the in the front, mm-hmm. at least tight on the sides, and you have to have kind of that, um, I don't even know what to call it, like like more of like a, a flat top but maybe a little bit more volume there. Right. And then the back's really, really where you got to let it out. So. Right. Hey, hey um, Freddie, can I ask you some college football questions before we get to the Kirk stuff? Because I'm starting to get real excited. I mean, camp's open Get like me August, worked up because I'm not. August 1st. Get me worked up. What are you excited about? <laughs> I'm just excited for college football like I am every single year. And he got me excited talking about the Big 12 Media Day. Um, but for you, I mean, Bama's going to be ridiculous again. You know, Hurts is in, in year two. Is their defense going to be as strong? They got legit running backs, great receivers. Hertz is going to, is a dual threat guy. Is their defense as good this year coming in as it was last year? In your opinion? No, I mean it can't be when you look at some of the pieces that they lost that moved on to the NFL. I mean they had some some players that you know as far as college football goes. I don't know if you're going to see more talented players, even though they've done a good job recruiting. You can't replace experience, and a lot of those guys had it that moved on to the NFL level. Jonathan Allen being one who's found his way to the Washington Redskins. But, you know, the, there's, there's also the element of the fact that the SEC was down last year. I mean, when you look at, by and large, 
the SEC West was incredibly weak besides Alabama. Mm-hmm. The SEC East has been in disarray for a while now. That's why Florida's been able to win it, I believe, in back-to-back years. And they really haven't had a quarterback. It's just been their defense has been good, and everyone else has kind of stunk. So this is kind of that year where I think the SEC will bounce back. I think the quarterback play will be better. Um, Alabama will still dominate, but I don't think it's going to be as easy of a road as it has been for them in the past. And, and really, I think the, the thing that I'm most excited about as far as college football in general is, you know, you've got a couple favorites. Like, everyone wants to talk about Alabama and Ohio State, um, Florida State probably as well out of the ACC. But you look at it, and there's a lot of parity. I mean, I, I think you look at the NFL, and you see out of the AFC, New England Patriots. You look at the NFC, and maybe that picture is a little bit more muddy, but people have their favorites, whether it's the Packers, the Giants, you know, whoever that may be out of the NFC. But for the most part, you have those favorites. In college football, I really feel like it's more of a toss-up, and it seems a little bit harder to predict who's going to be in that national championship picture uh, come the college football playoff next year. It's going to be fun. How many games does Brian Kelly have to win, in your opinion, to, to stay? Oh, man. That's such a tough question to answer because, like, I personally feel like if they won eight games this year with their schedule, I mean, they've got Georgia in week two. They got two really good NFL caliber running backs, and Michelle and, mm-hmm. and and Nick Chubb and Jacob Easton's going to be one of the, the kind of breakout quarterbacks I think this year uh, down at Georgia. So you know they've got them week two, and they've still got USC and they still have Michigan State and some of these other teams I think will be going to be tougher. Uh, I think eight games to me, honestly, with a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, you're working in a new quarterback who relatively has very little experience. Like that would be a solid year. And I, I hope that's enough because I think with their schedule and everything else they have going on, you know, eight wins would be pretty good. Uh, but it might take nine, ten in order to satisfy some of the alums. What would you rather watch on August 26th? All right, because I'm going to give you my answer. But what would you rather watch on August 26th, the first Saturday of college football? Stanford Rice from Sydney or Mayweather McGregor? <laughs> Because my answer, uh, I, my answer is Stanford do I, Rice. Do I have to pay for? Do I have to pay for Mayweather McGregor? Mm, no, even though no, you're rich, they're both free. Okay. You're, you're rich and can afford it, but no, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> no, it's, no, my, no, no, this is the principle of the matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have. I don't want to give any additional money to these two clowns who go on like a, a media tour, and and, and I, I don't even trust this whole fight. I, I really don't. Like mm. after what happened with Pacquiao and Horn, I just look at boxing right now, and I, I just. I don't know, I kind of shake my head because I feel like something crazy is going to happen. I mean, that's the only way Mayweather can continue to keep, you know, making these types of big purses. I think for McGregor, it only builds, you know, his brand, the UFC brand. I just, something seems fishy about it. And and the odds as far as, like, Mayweather being in favor are pretty low. Like, one of the last books I saw was, like, minus 400, minus 500, something like that. For a guy who's never lost, it's just... I don't know. I, I think I'm curious enough if they're both free to watch it. I just it's the principal man. I don't want to put any more money in their pockets because I, I think it's a clown show as it is right now. <laughs> so well, your hundred bucks isn't going to move the total that much. No, no, no. Look, look, strength up. in numbers. Strength in numbers. It all adds up. It's the principle of the matter. Okay, that's that's what this is about. Well, speaking of strength in numbers and principle, uh, that, that that brings us to Kirk Cousins. And I tell you what, I'm sorry. Did you say? Did you say Kurt? Kirk. No, 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 no. I couldn't tell. No, yeah, we actually pronounce it correctly. We understand how to, to pronounce it. Bruce doesn't, apparently. Okay. I, you know, I'd be interested to hear your take on that and why he can't do that. But also, just when you look at this, really, from afar now, here we are two years into this sort of saga, 
And look, we're all sick of talking about it. The fans are sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. I think the Redskins are sick of it. But man, Kirk Cousins and his agent have played this absolutely perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah, it'd be hard to disagree with that. I think you look at why the franchise tag was created. It was really a mechanism created by the owners to be able to keep franchise quarterbacks. So they wouldn't be able to allow them to get on the free agent market and make more money. And, and that would help kind of create more parity, I think, in the NFL. If you, if you had guys who you know, could play the game well from the quarterback position. So you, you tag them, you keep them for another year, figure out a way of working out a long-term deal. The, the problem is, is now people have kind of realized that if you're willing to take the short-term risk, and that right. short-term risk is taking on you know, the, the less guaranteed money in the long run, or at least in Kirk Cousins' case, you know, a year less than guaranteed money from what it looks like uh, from the contract offer that Bruce Allen threw out there, you, know, you can make a lot of money in the end. Because really every player wants to try to get it to that free agent market where you look at Kirk Cousins, and now he's, he's had, what, three contract negotiations with one team in six years? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been able to get to the market. So that, that's his whole thing is he wants to be able to get another team involved in these negotiations for his services – to try to one drive that number up that he's being offered, but but two to truly see what his market value is. Like we have no idea really what those conversations were as far as what he was asking for. Only Bruce Allen and the people in that room know, and Kirk Cousins and his and his side. And yeah, I think you, you look at what they're potentially asking for. Well, it, it can't be as much as what he's going to be able to ask for if there's a, more teams involved once he's eventually able to become a free agent or puts them in position to have to transition tag him or, or franchise tag him where. I mean, the franchise tag is going to be astronomical if he did that again for a third straight year. That, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but I think it might happen the way things are going. He, here's a question for you. Why have all the previous quarterbacks, generally speaking, all the great ones, why do they keep giving uh, you know, teams a, a deal and, and, and coming to terms a year before? Does this not set the trend for future quarterbacks and say, hey, you know what, I'll take my own little insurance policy against injury and I'll play uh, out the franchise and I'll just keep doing what Kirk Cousins did. I think this is the new trend. Uh, I don't think teams will mismanage this situation as bad as the Redskins have. Uh, look, most teams will start negotiating with their franchise quarterback about two years before right. they get to even to you know sense or smell that free agent market and what that money is going to be. So that's why typically they throw so much money at them two years before that's even a thought in their head that you know they take the money, they take the ad- right. additional guarantees, and it, and it works out. It's more economical for the team in the long run, but right. that's the problem. They've mismanaged this. Um, so it, it could be how teams look at it in the future, or at least this will be a case that people look at as far as how to play it if you're in the scenario. But it was a very, very unique scenario because you know, they had to make a decision on Cousins relatively early as far as how they wanted to tag him after only one year playing. and. That's right. kind of rare where you see that. Typically, when you draft a quarterback, you see him early on, and True. you have a little bit better indication. And it helps with those other quarterbacks. They usually want to stay with their teams. Like, they're coming off good years. Well, it's solidified. They want to stay there. So they, they want to help the team. They want to build the team. And they don't want to hamstrung. I, 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 don't, yeah, I, I don't know that Kirk Cousins doesn't. I think you look at the moves that happened this offseason. Uh, I, I think they're, you know, they help, help try to bolster the defense. You've got two wide receivers kind of coming in that you're hoping, well, Dawson's already been there, but he really didn't play last year. So mm-hmm. we'll see what he's, he's capable of. Terrell Pryor's a guy who could maybe step up. Yeah, I think he's probably hesitant to really want to commit to long-term until he sees how they're building this roster too, right? Because I think Kirk realizes that as good as he is, I also think he's, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. So he does need some more help, and he does need a team built out around him. I mean, he, he had to play with a defense that's been 28 the past two years. 
So at some point too, you know, the other side of the ball has got to you know not put him in situations where you know he's constantly got to put the team on his back and win games. I think he's got like seven fourth quarter comebacks or seven game winning drives the past two years. You know, based on that stigma that he he, he only he falters in the big moments, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that, but that's actually the stat. That's the truth. Just wondering, so you have a new child, and your wife is an Olympic gold medalist. You're an NFL quarterback. What is the game plan for your child's sports career? Right, have you mapped it out already? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, she, my, my wife coaches uh, lead gymnastics now, so she goes with her um, to, to when she goes and coaches. She's gonna and we would, you know, it's a it's a pretty safe environment because you're like around padded flooring and padded everything. So. Uh, she's she's being introduced to gymnastics at a very early age, although I can't imagine if she has like my height yeah, right. that that's going to work out too yeah. well. So we, I, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, she's just you know happy and, and a cool kid. She seems to be so far. So you're not doing like we'll a, a Todd Marinovich Robo QB thing now. Obviously, it's a woman, but her girl. No, no, she did try to eat like a bit of a donut the other day, and I slapped it out of her hand. <laughs> I said, you know, you'll never put that sugar, that poison in your body. Uh, but yet, I, I, like, all, all, like all parents, I was a hypocrite and, and had a bite of one. So That's, that's funny. Alright, listen, all right, Brady. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, yep. Alright, man. Check Brady out Quinn. his uh, stuff at 3ng.com, too. Good dude. He's doing good work, helping veterans. He's really we good. applaud that. Yeah, he brings up a good point that people don't often think of, and that's why it was such a unique, you know, situation with Kirk because he only had like the little, the nine game little resume there, and mm-hmm. most of these guys when they come up on their deals, they've already got two or three years of performing really, really well. Sure. Yeah. So that was yeah, it's a really unique situation. But I don't know if I'm if I'm a stud quarterback and, and you know and I and I'm playing well my first couple years, I might not be in a rush. To go and sign that you deal see what Aaron now. Aaron Rodgers see? does. Like I heard traditionally, Aaron Rodgers has two years left on his deal. And traditionally, I guess he always signs one with a year left. So he might do something this year or at the end of next year. But just maybe wait. he'll just wait to the franchise tag. Yeah, get like 40 when he's but due. some of these guys just want their $100 million bonus now. Yeah, I mean, I can... Some of the guys are running short. They <laughs> got some mortgage. I don't, see, I don't see Stafford and Matt, and Matt Ryan waiting until they're slapped with the franchise tag. Right. I see Probably them. not. No, their agent's going to say, sign that deal. That's a good deal for you. All right, remember, Joe Theismann is coming up at 8 o'clock, but I do want to let people know you can always wake up and grab a delicious bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit made with thick-cut applewood smoked bacon, a fluffy folded egg, and a slice of American cheese and a warm buttermilk biscuit. It's just $2, and don't forget your $1 any-size freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It's only at Participating McDonald's. I'm loving it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.